Welcome to Zichud Av Siman Member Rabbi Avram Goldari and today Mizechus Nadarim Daf Nun Tes the seventh parak Hanodimin Hayarik. So the three we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara challenges the opinion Rabbi Yana who said on Daf Nun Zayin Amud Beis that groves of truma are permitted from our Mishnah. One who says these fruits are konon upon me if the produce seeds does not decompose I feel gedulin gedulin asurin even the growths of its growths are forbidden. So we see that growths of a forbidden item are prohibited as extensions. Rabbi Abba answers, Shani Konamos, Hoyovi Boy, Mashiach Konamos are different sins. If he wants, he can ask for an annulment of the nether. They are like an item that has a method to permit it, which is not nullified in a majority. Although the new growths are not inherently forbidden, they cannot be eaten because they contain elements of the forbidden root, which cannot be nullified. The Gemara objects since the declaration of Truma can also be undone by annulment, yet it can be shown from a Mishnah that Truma is nullified in a mixture with a proportion of 100 to 1. The Gemara answers that Konamas are a mitzvah to annul because making the Dharm is generally inappropriate, and that is why they are considered a Davrashish Matirin. Truma, on the other hand, has no such mitzvah, so it can be nullified in a mixture. Point number two, the Gemara returns to a statement of Yochanan David Nunzayin Amabes that onions, which were tied and then replanted, are subsequently tied according to their entire volume, including the original roots, despite their already having been tied. When Rabbah quoted this before Rav Chisla, Rav Chisla objected, Man Rabbi Yochanan Rabbah, who will listen to you and Rabbi Yochanan, your Rebbe, regarding such a statement? Where did the permitted original root go? Although the new growths require tithing, the original root should not. The run explains that although we have seen that forbidden roots become permitted through bittel, that's because their matter becomes insignificant, but it will not create a new tithing obligation on matter that has already been tithed. Rabbah sought to disprove the assumption of this question from a mission which teaches about a permitted onion which was rained upon and spread out leaves during Shemitah that those leaves are forbidden. Since the mission makes no distinction, it implies that even the parts of the leaves which were there prior to Shemitah become forbidden, not just by virtue of being mixed with the new groves, but they themselves are forbidden, even regarding the amount of value which would obtain Kedusha Shviz by exchanging them for money or goods. And pointing with Rav Chisne answer Rav's challenge that, in truth, only the new growths of Shemitah are prohibited, and not the original leaves. The leaves are forbidden because of the mixture, but only the new growths' value would obtain Kedusha Shviz through exchange. The Gemara adds that even according to this reading, which is the position of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel of the Brisa, it does not necessarily prove that groves do not nullify the root. Perhaps only in this case, the Lukatarech, where he did not expend effort to nullify it, meaning he did not replant it, rather it was rained upon and grew on its own, and therefore it is not nullified by the groves. Of the Katarech, Batabaruba, but where he did expend effort to nullify it by replanting it, it becomes Bato in a rove. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara challenges the opinion of Rabbi Yana, who had said, on Daf Nun Zayin Amabes, that growths of truma are permitted from our Mishnah. One who says, these fruits are konum upon me, if the produce seed does not decompose, a few gedue gedue asurin, even the growths of its growths are forbidden. So we see that growths of a forbidden item are prohibited as extensions. Rabbi Abba answers, Shani Konamos, Hoyovi Boy, Mashiach Konamos are different sins. If he wants, he can ask for an annulment of the nether. They are like an item that has a method to permit it, which is not nullified in a majority. Although the new growths are not inherently forbidden, they cannot be eaten because they contain elements of the forbidden root, which cannot be nullified. The Gemara objects since the declaration of Truma can also be undone by annulment, yet it can be shown from a Mishnah that Truma is nullified in a mixture with a proportion of 100 to 1. 
The Gemara answers that konamos are a mitzvah to annul because making the dharm is generally inappropriate, and that is why they are considered a davrashish matirin. Truma, on the other hand, has no such mitzvah, so it can be nullified in a mixture. Point number two, the Gemara returns to a statement of Yochanan and David Nunzayin Amabes that onions, which were tied and then replanted, are subsequently tied according to their entire volume, including the original roots, despite their already having been tied. When Rabbah quoted this before Rav Chisla, Rav Chisla objected, Man Rabbi Yochanan Rabbah, who will listen to you and Rabbi Yochanan and your Rebbe regarding such a statement? Where did the permitted original root go? Although the new growths require tithing, the original root should not. The run explains that although we have seen that forbidden roots become permitted through bittel, that's because their matter becomes insignificant, but it will not create a new tithing obligation on matter that has already been tithed. Rabbi sought to disprove the assumption of this question from a mission which teaches about a permitted onion which was rained upon and spread out leaves during Shemitah that those leaves are forbidden. Since the Mishnah makes no distinction, implies that even the parts of the leaves which were there prior to Shemitah become forbidden, not just by virtue of being mixed with the new groves, but they themselves are forbidden, even regarding the amount of value which would obtain Kedusha Shviz by exchanging them for money or goods. And pointing with Rav Chizna answer Rav's challenge that, in truth, only the new growths of Shemitah are prohibited, and not the original leaves. The leaves are forbidden because of the mixture, but only the new growths' value would obtain Kedusha Shviz through exchange. The Gemara adds that even according to this reading, which is the position of Rabbi Shimon Gamliel of the Raisa, it does not necessarily prove that groves do not nullify the root. Perhaps only in this case, the Lukatarech, where he did not expend effort to nullify it, meaning he did not replant it, rather it was rained upon and grew on its own, and therefore it is not nullified by the groves. But where he did expend effort to nullify it by replanting it, it becomes Batal in a rove. All right, so now we go to our Simran Daf Nun test, and this one was suggested to us by Binyamin Mushel from Boker Rotan and by Eitan Gavrin. They both suggested that Nun Tess is a knight, a knight in shining armor. So here goes. The knight who was brought before the king for making a net on fruit, causing the groves to be forbidden as a davrishiyashim matirin, because he had a mitzvah to be matir nadir, could not answer the court elder's challenge of where the permitted root of a tithe onion that was subsequently replanted went. So he was sent to expend effort and replant forbidden fruit and not rely on the rain so they can be but the barove. Once again, slow motion. The knight, knight, that must be warned of. Nuntes. The knight who was brought before the king for making a netter on fruit causing the growths to be forbidden as a davrashiyashim matirin because he had a mitzvah to be matir nadir, which reminds us, one who says these fruits are konum upon me, if the promise of seed does not decompose, even the growths of its growths are forbidden. Konamos are different since if he wants, he can ask for an annulment of the nether, and they're like an item that has a method to permit it, which is not nullified in a robe. Konamos, there's a mitzvah to null because making the dharm is generally inappropriate, and that's why they're considered a davrashiyesh matiring. Truma, on the other hand, has no such mitzvah, so it can be nullified in a mixture. So the knight who was brought before the king for making a nether on fruit, causing the growth to be forbidden as a davrashiyesh matiring, because he had a mitzvah to be matir nadir, could not answer the court elder's challenge of where the permitted root of a tithe, the onion that was subsequently replanted, went. Which reminds Rabbi Yochanan Daf Nunzain, Amabay said that onions, which were tithed and then replanted, are subsequently tithed according to their entire volume, including the original roots, despite their already having been tithed. When Rabbah quoted this before Rav Chis, Rav Chis objected. Who will listen to you and Rabbi Yochan your Rebbe regarding such a statement? Where did the permitted original root go? Although the new groves required tithing, the original root should not.
So the knight who was brought before the king for making a net on fruit, causing their groves to be forbidden as a Dabrashiyashim material because he had a mitzvah to be Matur Nader, could not answer the court elder's challenge of where the permitted root of a tied onion that was subsequently replanted went. So he was sent to expend effort and replant forbidden fruit and not rely on the rain so they can be which reminds us, perhaps only in a case where one did not expend effort to nullify the plant, meaning he didn't replant it, rather it was rained upon and grew on its own, therefore it's not nullified by the growth of but where one did expend effort to nullify the plant by replanting it, perhaps it does become So once again, the knight who was brought before the king for making a net on fruit, causing their growth to be forbidden as a depreciation material because he had a mitzvah to be Matir Nader could not answer the court elder's challenge of where the permitted root of a tithe, the onion that was subsequently replanted, went. So he was sent to expand effort and replant forbidden fruit and not rely on the rain so they can be Batabarov. All right, so now it's time for Forbah Bach Hazar. Dafnun Hay, so the Simran Dafnun Hay is a speed limit sign of 55. The cop who pulled over a Talmud for going over the 55 mile per hour limit, 55 miles per hour, that must be one Daf Nun Hay. The cop who pulled over a Talmud for going above the 55 mile per hour limit because he was in a rush to ask his Rebbe whether rental property is included in Al-Alta, which reminds us the more discusses what is included in a netter from Dagan and Tfua and whether the word Al-Alta, which means profit or gain, includes rental profits. So the cop who pulled over a Talmud for going above the 55 mile per hour limit because he was in a rush to ask his Rebbe whether rental property is included in Al-Alta... Ordered the Talmud to explain the Pasuk Umimidbar Matana, which reminds us Rav Yosef made Rav expound the Pasuk Umimidbar Matana to encourage Rav to humble himself and Rav Darshan if a person makes himself Kamidbar like a desert which is open to all to teach Torah, then the Torah is given to him as a Matana, a gift. So the cop who pulled over a Talmud for going above the 55 mile per hour limit because he was in a rush to ask his Rebbe whether rental property is included in Alalta, ordered the Talmud to explain the Pasuk Umimidbar Matana. And then, realizing that his wool uniform was tight, said, Conan from wool, from coming on to me. Which reminds Rebuta says regarding making a netter from wool or flax, a kolafia noter. Everything depends on the valor, meaning the context in which the netter was made. A Bryce illustrates Rebuta's opinion. If he was wearing a woolen garment and was uncomfortable, the run explains it was too small, and he vowed from wool, coming on me, he is forbidden in woolen clothing, but permitted to carry it. But if he was carrying flax and perspiring and vowed from flax, coming on me, he is permitted to wear flax and forbidden to carry it. Daf Nun Vav. So the Simmer Daf Nun Vav is a shusher and shul going, nu nu, nu nu. The shusher and shul, shusher and shul, that must mean Daf Nun Vav, nu nu. The Shusher in Shul, who lived in an upper story, because he was sold a house within a house, which reminds us of a Machok's Vimir and the Chomim, whether one who makes a nether from a house includes the Aliyah, the upper story. And Ula says, if a seller says, I'm selling you buys Babesi, a house in my house, he may show him the upper story, meaning he can later claim that the inferior upper story is the sole property, since the burden of proof is on the buyer attempting to take possession. So, the Shusher and Shul, who lived in an upper story because he was sold a house within a house, stood on his dargash, which was next to his bed, right by the window, which reminds me of Machos, whether one who makes a nether on his bed includes a dargash, which is determined to be a bed made of a leather sheet that is tied onto the bed frame with loops. So, the Shusher and Shul, who lived in an upper story because he was sold a house within a house, stood on his dargash, which is next to his bed, right by the window, to loudly shush the man who had taken a vow from the city that he was speaking too loudly while wrongly standing in its seventy and two-thirds amos 
extension, which reminds us the next mission states, one who vows from a city is permitted in its tchum of 2,000 amos, but it's forbidden in its 70 and two-thirds amos extension because the extension is considered a part of the city. So the similar Daphnin Zayn is nose, and we often use Pinocchio. So here goes. The Pinocchio puppet Pinocchio, that must be on Daph. Nunzain knows. The Pinocchio puppet that had been exchanged for a fruit that one had said, conum these fruit on me, and was also deemed forbidden, which reminds us the next mission states, one who says, conum perus alai, conum hen alpi, conum hen lafi. If one says, conum these fruit on me, or these are conum upon my mouth, or these are conum to my mouth, he's forbidden even in their exchanges, meaning, goods received in exchange for them and in their growths, meaning that which grows from them. The run explains that by specifying an object, it's like hectish and therefore shares these two properties of hectish. So the Pinocchio puppet that had been exchanged for fruit that one had said, conum these fruit on me, and was also deemed forbidden, was tossed out in Atlanta on top of an onion that was picked during Shemitah and then replanted in the eighth year, which reminds us the Gemara presents the question, an onion that was picked during Shemitah, giving it Shemitah sanctity, and he then replanted it during the eighth year and its new growth exceeded its original root. What is the halacha? Do we say, since the growth exceeded the root, those permitted growths nullify the forbidden root and the entire plant is permitted or not. Rather, the growths are themselves forbidden as an extension of their forbidden root. So the Pinocchio puppet that had been exchanged for fruit, that one had said, conan these fruit on me, and was also deemed forbidden, was tossed out and landed on top of an onion that was picked during Shemitah and then replanted in the eighth year, right under an old tree which had a young tree with fruit that was orla, Grafted onto it, which reminds us, Tua Marim held that new growth does not nullify the old root. Rather, the growth itself is forbidden as an extension. Rabbi Yochanan said that a young tree with fruit, which was forbidden as orla, which was grafted onto an old permitted tree, even if the fruit grew 200-fold, which is the requisite amount for orla nullification, they remain forbidden, despite the fact that the young tree is considered part of the old tree, and its new growths would be permitted if not that they grew from forbidden fruit. Dafnun Ches, so the similar Dafnun Ches is Noch Goldberg, the zookeeper. So here goes. Noch Goldberg, the zookeeper. Noch Goldberg, the zookeeper. That must be more in Dafnun Ches. Noach. Noch Goldberg, the zookeeper, who heard that the animals were not fed because someone dropped a tiny bit of tevil into their food, making it all usser as a Davrishiation materin, which reminds us the more attempts to bring up proof that growths have the halacha of their roots from a bryson in which Rabbi Shimon taught that any Davrishiation materin, any prohibited item, which has a method to permit it, such as tevel, which can be permitted through tithing, forbids a mixture with even a minimal amount. But items which cannot become permitted, such as truma, all the proportions by which their mixtures would be permitted. So, no Goldberg the zookeeper who heard that the animals were not fed because someone dropped a tiny bit of tevel into their food, making it all usher, as a davrishiyeshu materin, told the staff to feed them chasayos, which were grown the eighth year by the gardener, suspected of violating Shemitah observance, which reminds us, Rabbi Shimon Lezer said about one pruning chasayos, a type of vegetable defined later, as those whose roots do not decompose, such as garlic or onions, in Yisrael chashon al-shviz, if he's pruning with a Jew, who is suspected about Shemitah observance, and thus needs to consider the possibility that the chasayos are Shemitah produce replanted, what he prunes in the year after Shemitah is permitted because the possibly forbidden root has been sufficiently exceeded by the eighth year growth. 
So no Goldberg the zookeeper who heard that the animals were not fed because someone dropped a tiny bit of tevil into their food, making all usher as a dover shiershumatirin, told the staff to feed them chasayos, which were grown in the eighth year by the gardener suspected of violating Shemitah observance, and explained that because Shemitah's prohibition is a result of the ground, so too is its nullification, which reminds us, having proven that Shemitah growths are permitted, the Gemara asked that this should refute the opinions of Rabbi Yochan and Yonason, who said otherwise on the previous dach by Orla and Klein. The Gemara answers, Shanya Shviz, Hoyova Yisura, Alyde Karka, Betegwas, and Nami Alyde Karka. Shemitah is different because since its prohibition is a result of the ground, which imparts Shemitah status, its nullification happens through the ground by the growths of the non Shemitah year. Orla, on the other hand, is forbidden because of the tree's insufficient age, and climb is forbidden because of the forbidden mixture. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.